Hey guys, welcome back to Missing Out Mondays, where we tell you what we're into. Start your week off right. I'm Tori J. I'm Lex Michael. And today we're joined by special guest JQ Salazar. Boop, 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 boop. Sup? Jay's going to be on our show tomorrow, so we thought we'd bring him in for Missing Out Mondays uh, so he could share his life and what he's into. Uh, so what do you got for us this week? Well, I just finished The Americans, the TV show. Um, the last season was earlier this year. Whole thing's on Amazon Prime now, so everyone should go watch it. Uh, honestly, one of the best shows I've ever seen. And I know there's so many shows out now and everybody's watching everything, but I can't recommend this more. Um, it's about two spies that are married, Russian spies during the Cold War. They come and live in America and raise a family, but also do a lot of sneaky spy stuff on the side. Uh, the stakes are high and the season ends on a crazy emotional note. Um, it's fantastic. The Americans, Amazon Prime, do it. Yeah, there are. There's way, 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 way too much TV now. And I've reached a point where my brain has been so oversaturated with shows that are currently running. And my my list has grown so expansive because there are shows that have only been around for a season or two that people rave about. I'm getting to a point where I just have to start dropping almost all of it and maybe focus on shows like The Americans that have reached their conclusion and everybody seems pretty rapturous about right, so that I right, know if yeah. I'm going to make this investment, it's I'm actually going to be able to see it through to the end. There will be an end. It is allegedly satisfying and I will not have made this major time investment for little or no payoff. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. And I, I started the Americans like three years ago when like the first two seasons were out and it was like kind of a whim, like, ah, we'll check it out. And it ended up being pretty good. So I kept with it and somehow it just got better through each season. One of the few shows that really, you know, stuck to its guns and, and didn't, uh, didn't get weird after a few seasons so <laughs> um yeah i also hear great things one of my old co-workers uh the week after it concluded kept going around being like have you seen uh, the americans just because they needed to talk about it so much yeah um so right. yeah i'm i'm intrigued to get into it as well um lex what, what are you into all right so last time we did this i talked about the first two mission impossible movies because i was beginning a rewatch of the series in anticipation of mission impossible fallout since then i have caught up so i rewatched mission impossible 3 ghost protocol and rogue nation and i have now seen uh mission impossible fallout tari have you gotten a chance to check it out yet um fallout no but i just watched rogue nation okay so jay you you checked out fallout and i think you and i are pretty much on the yes. same page about it i uh, saw it twice yeah you've seen it more than once it's it's quite a spectacular thing it is it is one of the most stressful action movies i can remember seeing in a theater okay and i mean that in the best way possible uh you you do genuinely fear for tom cruise's safety at multiple points throughout <laughs> this movie like he they dropped him from a helicopter uh, they, they there's a big like halo jump sequence that apparently they actually had him jumping out the back of the plane for. Mm. Uh, he did that jump a hundred six times. Yeah, it's crazy. That's crazy. And they could they could only they could only shoot it at a certain time because it was like when the sun was setting or rising or something. Um, so I think they only did like one or two takes a day, and then they just kept repeating the the jump, which is just insane. Yeah, uh, the action sequences in this film are absolutely, absolutely spectacular. And also each one of them, they managed to continue moving the narrative along within the action sequences. Uh, for my money, uh, and and Jay, you feel free to disagree. Tari, you just watched Rogue Nation, so uh, uh, 
tell me, tell me if you feel differently. I feel like for my money, there's almost nobody working, uh, certainly working at that level that that shoots action the way Christopher McQuarrie does, uh, both in conception and execution of these sequences. Um, I think it's it's no. <sighs> The, it, it's not it's not an accident that he is the first filmmaker in the series to direct more than one of them mm-hmm. after the first movie like Tom Cruise's star power was already such that he was able to make calls about sort of the overarching plan for the series it was his decision that each installment would have a different filmmaker at the helm and he had a, he- uh, a history with uh, Macquarie because I think right, Macquarie wrote Valkyrie and I think that's where they started working together the Brian Singer movie okay right and then- actually you know I, I listened to uh, a Macquarie interview about Fallout recently and he was saying that this is actually his eighth project with Tom Cruise and some of them he's not officially credited on so I know he did sure didn't he do some some maybe ghost writing on ghost protocol um, it's possible, but then he said that there's some that like he's not allowed to say which what what they are. So we might not ever find those out. Interesting. All right, but we do but, know I mean, they he, did. He, definitely, um, he, he did Jack Reacher. Yes. Um, and, and he did. Uh, uh, he did some some. Uh, I don't know if it, if it was credited or not, but I know he did some writing on Edge of Tomorrow, as well as uh, the Mummy. That's right. Um, so. So yeah, uh, they they worked together a whole bunch in the past, and they they worked together again on Rogue Nation, and that was the first time Tom Cruise went. You know, you know what? You're gonna you're gonna come back. You're gonna come back. You're gonna do more of these. You're gonna do more of these, and you're gonna put Henry Cavill in it. <laughs> uh, so so real quick, Henry Cavill, right? Like Jay, what what do you think of Henry Cavill in this movie? Um, it's definitely my favorite Henry Cavill performance. I don't think I've seen that many outside of Superman, though. Um, but no, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I did have some questions about his, the delivery of his voice, but I think I kind of like it now more um, looking back. It, it kind of has like a campy B-villain movie kind of thing going on, but I don't know. I, I really thought that Henry Cavill was like a great match for Tom Cruise as far as physically and you know looks-wise. They, they kind of have like that similar look, and, and, and when, they're bo- when, when Henry Cavill's introduced in the film, it's almost like... This is, you know, Ethan Hunt's doppelganger, the, the darker Ethan Hunt, you know, which of, which uh, we made that. more explicit in Mission Impossible 2 with the Sean Ambrose character. Like they very explicitly set him up as right. Ethan's dark opposite. But I actually feel like le- the less explicit, I think it was better executed in this movie. Right. But that the other thing with that is that, I mean, the first two movies were their own thing as far as if you compare them to the rest of the franchise. I mean, the, the first one was it seemed like a literal adaptation of what the TV show was, but with Tom Cruise. And then the second one was like, let's have, let's have John Woo do his thing. And it was just balls to the walls insanity. But then like with the third one, they kind of, you know, made it uh, a bit about the, the team dynamic as well as like adding some personal stakes to Ethan Hunt's life. And then from then on, they kind of built on that where it's like the ensemble cast kind of carries it almost to like the, the point where like, it now feels like a like what Fast and the Furious did, um, especially in the new one, because they really like pull things from all the other films and, and yes. characters as well and like stick them all into into Fallout. And it feels like this is like the Mission Impossible movie, you know, for sure. It does feel like a culmination of everything the series has been doing up to this point. Um, I, I felt like I, I think I maybe compared it in places uh, to Skyfall. I think you and I talked about this a little bit. Right, right. Like yeah, definitely... I had a big Skyfall and uh, Christopher Nolan vibes. Coming yes, from Fallout. Uh, with the the whole big sequence with the right the trucks going under the right, under the road right. and, and, like, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. the way 
yeah the way it was edited the way the music kind of uh the, the way it scored everything yeah um but so yeah you talked about right three sort of shifting the paradigm and, and mission impossible three which uh jj abrams came on to do and he's been a producer on the series since he and uh kurtzman and orsi sort of developed this what functions is a pretty soft reboot of the series right and does right. they do start to shift into more of the team dynamic you get the best villain performance in the entire series from philip seymour hoffman um and also like we you and i have talked about how like it feels so intimate compared to the others um in a way it feels intimate without right, feeling right. small and you get uh much like de palma and john woo put their personal touches on their installments that feels very much a J.J. Abrams picture, especially in the way he likes to play with the mystery box. Like the rabbit's foot is the MacGuffin of the movie. Right, and, right. And the, what the rabbit's foot is is teased so heavily throughout, and there's no answer. There's no payoff to this question, which is about well, the most— Well, there kind of is. There kind of is with, with uh, Simon Pegg's character when he describes what he thinks the, the rabbit's foot is. Right. What he think we can theorize, we can yeah. speculate, we can sort of gesture towards it, but there's not actually right, right. a solid payoff for this, which is about the most JJ Abrams thing I can think of. <laughs> um but then But at yeah. the same time that that's I think that's a good thing because Mission Impossible Two had what was it, the Chimera virus where like it just didn't work. I, I thought it was dumb, you know, and like Right. At least with the obscurity of the rabbit's foot, it's like, oh, okay, we can just accept that it's like a crazy device, you know, and, and we don't need to know the specifics. Right. Yeah. And it ultimately doesn't hinder the movie in the slightest. Like you and I were talking recently about how we feel like of the franchise, it's maybe the most underrated. It didn't do quite as well box office wise as right, uh, right. the rest of the movies in the series. But it, it seems to be genuinely liked by people who go back and revisit it. Yeah, um, honestly, it's it's my favorite uh, Mission Impossible, the third one. I mean, I love Fallout, but if I had to pick one movie that like no, you know, it has no strings attached and it's it's not uh, you know hinging on other films in the in the franchise and it's its own thing, uh, Mission Impossible three is the one that still does it to me. And it, and it might also be because of J.J. Abrams' um, camera work and his lighting and 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 you know the lens flares. But there's just like a, a level of energy that he brings to almost every scene that I don't know. It just thrills me. Um, and I'm not trying to knock the other films, but no, not at all for me. Yeah. yeah. And then too, like with ghost protocol, which Brad bird came on and did like, and he had his background in animation, which I feel like in, in the execution of some of the sequences, the, the flavor and the staging, I think you can see where some of his animation background came into play. And that also for me really feels like that, that was the movie where we threw ourselves fully into what the series would be, uh, up until, uh, the present, right. uh, the but, 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 but what we see what we see there too it begins there and like we just keep pushing it further and further and further is uh the the character of Ethan Hunt i feel like finally fully begins to take shape in the fourth movie because up until that point like it's tom cruise being tom cruise and he's a great actor he's a, a an endlessly watchable presence but i feel like ethan hunt is not well defined as a character until we get to number four and we see this guy who increasingly he can do all this stuff he's like you know he really is like american james bond he can do all this stuff he's borderline invincible and you know he's not going to get hurt and on some level he must be aware because he keeps not dying but you can <laughs> see increasingly that he just doesn't want to do a lot of this shit like he can do it and tom cruise is never anything less than 200 percent committed but you can tell ethan hunt is just so exasperated by all of these things he has to do mm. just these deep sighs he occasionally takes before he has to you know whether it's jump out a window or get into a fight with somebody where he doesn't necessarily have the immediate upper hand going in and i like 
I like watching the progression of this character go from somebody totally unflappable to somebody who's going to get the job done, is never going to back down, is going to follow through at, at the maximum personal risk, but really would rather not be. Yeah. And, and Fallout, <laughs> Fallout totally uh, like solidifies the, all that and, and, and adds a lot of like gravitas to everything he's been doing. And, you know, there's almost like a bit of a, how would you say, some PTSD going on with him in Fallout. He seems real. Yeah, he seems he's he's been put through the ringer, and you really feel it increasingly as the series goes on, and especially in Fallout. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, I'll have to check it out. You check it out. It's it's awesome. Like this is the movie that is going to make me once it's out, make me buy the Blu-ray box set of all of them. Oh, nice. Uh, I'm kind of with you on that. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Uh. So, guys. I'm into a TV show called Ghosted. Um, it is oh, a. I've heard, yeah. heard of it too, and I'm trying to place it. It's That's Craig Robinson. Uh, yeah, Craig Robinson. That's oh, and uh, Adam Scott. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think it's officially canceled. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Uh, yeah. It it it's it's a bummer because it it's a fun show. Um, I mean, essentially. Craig Robinson plays the straight-laced cop, um, and uh, Adam Scott plays a a guy who's super into paranormal studies. He believes that his wife was abducted by aliens, and so there's this like, and so they join or they're pulled into this organization that does that for the government, and so it's like a, a monster of the week. They're going in and doing their like. Uh, buddy cop thing and then later they introduce the idea of a conspiracy and so like you start diving down that rabbit hole and so like it's a a combination of uh, monster of the week buddy cop show and uh, just like an office comedy show um, which in in essence should work and it's it's funny um, but it's on it's a sci-fi show on fox so of course it got canceled Right. Um, but I really like it. Like, if you have a chance to just watch through the episodes in order, um, you get a good chance to just, like, bust a gut every so often. Um, like, there's this moment when everyone on the staff just, like, there's a one of the characters is, he's, like, the office, like, weirdo, which is, is a... Uh, with which you can imagine he'd have to be pretty crazy for him to have that moniker in a paranormal studies organization. Sure. Um, and so he goes on this whole really long, you can tell that he's just improvising this whole bit and everyone's just cracking up and they're just like, I assume that by this point they're like, we don't know if we're going to get renewed. So we're just going to let him do it. And so it's like a five minute long bit that he's doing and everyone is just busting up and I love it. All right. I know that, um, I know that it's on uh, Hulu in case anybody trying to find Hulu. it. Yeah. Guys go on Hulu and fucking marathon it. Do it. Get you, grab your kids, grab your kids, grab your mom, grab your wife. Don't um, tell them why. Like, yeah. just come to them in a in a panicked sweat and be like, "I need you right now," and just sit everybody down and just, just boop, hit yep. it on and just feel the energy in the room, feel everybody's panic and distress. <laughs> and um, please do. Um, awesome. So cool. Uh, thanks, guys, for joining us for uh, missing out Monday. Um, but again, make sure that you let us know what you are into and we will integrate it into the show. All you got to do is call the missing out 
hotline. That's 978 miss out 978-647-7688. And then you leave us a voicemail and we will take that audio of your voice and you just say who you are, what you're into, and then we'll put it on the show and everyone will be like, oh shit, that person loves Vampire Diaries. And I'll be like, dang, Vampire Diaries is so cool. Uh, I can't believe it's over. It's so sad, but the originals are still on. That's the commentary that we will give you <laughs> if you uh, leave us a, a note of what you're into. Um, also, if you have a chance, go on iTunes. Um, we are also on um, Google Play. We're on Stitcher. We're on iHeartRadio. Leave us a rating because that helps people find us and helps other people know that this is a show worth listening to. So if you love it, let everyone else know that you love it. Uh, and it'll help them to fall in love with it as well. Guys. That's so exciting. Um, but also, you know, follow Jay. Jay, where, where is everyone going to find you? Instagram, MunchyKing131, Munchy with an IE. Nice. Um, and Lex, where can they find you? I am all over social media at the Lex Michael. Nice. And you can find me at Tari J, T A U R I J A Y. And also here on this podcast every Tuesday. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking about Annihilation. Guys, th- th- we're going to be talking about that Alex Garland, Natalie Portman joint. Also, starring Oscar Isaac and a bunch of other people. And guys. Skull Bear. Oh, man. Guys, and tune in every Tuesday. Wiggly Rainbow. Oh, yeah. And a CG dancing doppel monster. Ooh. Apple monsters are my favorite. And Tessa Thompson and an alligator. Ooh. Ah, oh, man. Tessa Thompson, that's my girl. That's my girl. Anyway, um, so yeah, tune in uh, tomorrow uh, for Annihilation. Uh, let us know what you're into. And thanks again, Jay, for joining us. And he'll be joining us tomorrow. No. Yay. Until then, see ya.